A recent CNN Money piece shares how Costco uses their home brand Kirkland to power things. How does that work? Well, for an inside look into Costco and to answer the question, what lessons are there here in our own life? Should we create pallets of everything and live in a warehouse? That's probably not the answer, but we're going to share real lessons on today's Money with Friends. Welcome to Money with Friends. I'm Joe Saul Sihai coming to you live from Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. And I'm certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. This is the money news show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break them down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it all your own. And now we're doing that for you six days a week, all in about 15 minutes. Today's show is brought to you by M1 Finance, the one finance account that does it all invest borrow which by the way is the piece i don't like and spend best borrow spend all at m1 finance we'll talk a little bit later about how it works but if you want to check it out head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash m the number one finance uh, that's stackybenjamins.com forward slash m1 finance bobby we are doing a case study today i found this cool case study about costco and if you've ever been in a Costco, that place works like a machine. Oh, yeah. We actually used to be members of Costco and we stopped because we just were spending too much money there. They are so good at what they do that when you, when you show up, you may have an idea of what you're going to buy. You're going to go out maybe with that, maybe not with that, but you're going to go out with having spent a lot more money than you intended. And, uh, I have mixed feelings about that. This piece is a little bit on a different trajectory, but I know that Costco certainly knows what they're doing and they know how to get you to spend your money. And that's, we had, to, we had a quick cold turkey. It, well, that's definitely what we're talking about today. It's funny on your point. Uh, I had, back when I was a financial planner a decade ago, I had a client, this is a decade ago, said, you know, there's a dollar store and the hundred dollar store. And I said, what's the hundred dollar store? She said, Costco, because you can't come out without spending a hundred bucks because you buy a pallet of toilet paper. Like it's all, yes, yes, multiples oh, yeah. of hundreds of bucks. But we'll kick yes. this off here in a second. Let's see actually which friend of ours is going to start the show. This is Andy from Derby, Vermont. The money talking party starts now. It's time for Money with Friends. Today's piece, uh, as I mentioned earlier, comes to us from CNN Business. It's written by Nathaniel Meyerson. How Kirkland's signature powers Costco's success. Costco's house brand, Nathan writes, Kirkland's signature is even bigger than you might think. Last year, it alone raked in nearly $40 billion, an 11% increase from 2017. By the way, that's more than JCPenney and Macy's combined. Kirkland sales also beat out Campbell's Soup, Kellogg, and Hershey put together. Kirkland, which Costco sells for at least 20% cheaper than national brands at its warehouses, helps the club keep prices low, even on the products it doesn't make. Quote, Kirkland acts as a universal club marshal said Timothy Campbell, analyst at Cantor Retail. It keeps suppliers honest. 
Costco is one of America's biggest retailers, but it only sells around 3,800 different products at warehouses. Big brands don't want to risk being left off Costco shelves, so they'll usually drop their prices. Last year, for example, Costco lowered the price of 40 packs of Kirkland half-liter water bottles to $2.99. That move forced national brands like Poland Springs to follow suit. Costco also introduced Kirkland triple blade razors last year after years of selling Gillette blades at higher prices. It recently launched a 35 ounce Nutella like hazelnut spread mm. that could put pressure on Ferrero. And it has added its own coconut water and nut bars at discounts to Vita Coco and Kind Bar. Quote, when a traditional brand is losing shelf space or market share, what do they do? They create a better value. Costco Chief Financial Officer Richard Galanti said in an interview, that is a win for Costco, yet for brands, Kirkland's products can threaten their sales and undermine pricing power. Brands are loath to stop selling the products at Costco since they rely so heavily on its customers. But it's a huge deal to them when a Kirkland product starts appearing at warehouses, Campbell said. I bet. Uh, Kirk, Costco has staked its name on Kirkland. As Kirkland goes, so goes Costco. The 24-year-old brand is a valuable asset for Costco that draws club members into its warehouses and spurs them to renew their $60 to $120 annual subscriptions. Kirkland is a brand in its own right, said Clarence Short, uh, retail analyst at Barclays. It's one of the reasons people go to Costco. That's not necessarily something you can say about many private labels. I want to I want to stop there. Uh, the piece goes on, and we'll link to it on our uh, on our uh, uh, website at moneywithfriends.net or moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You know, Bobby, I like this as an analogy. And as I was reading through this, I always think to myself, okay, what can I glean from how Costco's doing business here? And this is kind of what I got out of this, is that Costco starts off with their home brand to put pressure on everything else. And a lot of us don't do that. Like our home brand, what's our home brand? Well, our home brand is maybe cooking at home versus going to restaurants, fixing things ourselves with uh, instead of bringing in outsiders every time we need something fixed, uh, having fun at home versus going out for fun or going on big expensive trips. Not that any of those things are bad, right? Those are good things. But because Costco is so good at the home game, when it comes to the outside retailers, if Costco were going out to dinner, they'd probably pay a lot less than we would because they use their home brand to make themselves much better at everything. Well, that analogy extends to so many things and things that we didn't have available to us in the past, just as we did not have this scenario with Costco available in the past. You can have a month of, say, Netflix, which is tons of entertainment value for unlimited people. You can have, let's say, four four channels, four users on that at a time at least and you can see infinite movies versus just the ticket to one movie at least in new york city one person going to one movie is more than a subscription to netflix so that's really bringing it home as well a lot of this though is driven by the innovation that's gone on and the change in what is available to consumers because this was not always true in the past and you did not have the power to bring in the different um resources that make this right. even possible, the technology and so much that's changed in our world. We just, and we're also just even more aware of what things can cost and should cost. And that puts pressure on brands as well. But Costco's kind of changed the game here because as it said in the piece, you can look at a lot of these private label or store brands and you don't think quality. 
I now go to Costco and I see the Kirkland brand and the Kirkland brand does not mean in most cases uh, uh, a reduction in quality. Like I even had the other day, we, we had a party here and I just brought bought Kirkland brand wine like Cabernet Sauvignon and Chardonnay. And as a guy who's drank a little bit of wine, I'm not up for a 12-step program yet, but I've drank enough wine to know that for a party... It was some actually pretty good wine for the price point, Bobby. I mean, and it, and that forces the other brands to be good at what they do. And I think that the analogy here is we think about, as an example, making a meal at home, which is far less expensive than going out to eat. Historically, I would think eh, that's not as good. You know, I go out and I have a, some some chef prepare food for me. It's a better experience. But there are things that we can do at home at a much reduced price and still have the quality. I mean, what if we made meals at home so fun that we preferred to stay home? And then that meant that when we go went out to eat, we'd only go to those experiences with that, which actually moved the needle. We're no longer just going to Olive Garden and having some, and no offense to Olive Garden, but I'm not just going to quick you know, quick, uh, 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 casual dining, uh, where they're just kind of cranking out food. That's not that great. Well, the experience also changed the changes the perception of value. So, for example, one thing I have found interesting at Costco is that they often have extremely high-end brands. They'll have jewelry. They'll have diamonds there. They'll have designer handbags. And when you see a, let's say, and I don't know that they sell Gucci, but let's say it's a Gucci bag. You see it in the Gucci store with, you know, five salespeople waiting on you and they're getting you champagne while you're shopping. And it's a whole experience. You may perceive that as being worth more than when you see it in the glass or plastic box in an aisle in Costco, which they have now. They do. I don't know how much, but I, and I haven't been to Costco super recently, but they certainly have some extremely high-end goods at much better values than we'd get in these stores where you get the full luxury experience. And it does change the perception of the value. And they've done that at Costco. And you think about what this does. If more of us up our home game and we learn to fix things by ourselves, we learn to take care of our house better, as I've said a few times, eat at home. Imagine what that does to the people that actually do that work for a living. Like there have been my, my experience and I need a handyman right now, by the way, to fix some stuff that I can't fix. But because of the fact that I kind of know what I'm doing, I'd say I've had maybe a 60% great experience, 40% horrible experience with handy people around mm -hmm. the house that have fixed stuff for me. But, yeah. but, but if, if more of us know how to do some of these basic things, we up the game of the handyman because the handyman knows, hey, if I'm going to stay in business, I got to be able to do X, Y, Z thing that you definitely can't do. And I know how to do it better than you. That's also, I think, a lesson here. The better Kirkland gets, the more it makes these uh, other brands that are trying to charge more to Costco's customers, uh, the more mm -hmm. it makes them better. And by the way, how great is this? for Costco, for the end customer, because really what this piece says that Costco's doing, they're trying to drive up their first precept, their first, their first thing they're looking for is how do I make my customer experience better? And we do that by upping the home brand game so that all these other brands that we bring into the store have to up their game too. I think that's an excellent point. And I think that even though short term, it can be challenging for these other brands that are forced to m match or be better than the Costco prices, they certainly have to come closer in line with it. It makes them 
take a second look at their process and their systems and what's why why is their product necessarily more expensive other than wanting to have a higher profit of course yeah. which is fine in our economy i mean we have competition for a reason to keep that in check but it makes them up their game in order to keep up and that ultimately also benefits the consumer and it ultimately benefits their own businesses because they're going to streamline their business and that way especially if we were to get a recession and this and that they already have taken the fat out they've already got things working in a better way. Yeah. And, and I love this. And this is a, this is a whole different way to look at this piece, but Kimberly says, uh, don't doesn't Amazon do the same? Uh, by the way, we do this uh, live on Facebook for people that don't know who Kimberly is. We do this shows live on Facebook if it's your first time here. And now uh, we're hanging out with our friends on Facebook. If you want to be here with us when we make the show, head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash, excuse me, head to facebook.com forward slash I stack Benjamins. And that's the uh, Facebook page where you'll see us making this. But Kimberly writes, doesn't Amazon do the same? They watch and sell and sell, uh, they watch what sells well and then they create a version themselves since they control the prices they can sell their branded items for the less so we can actually yeah, look at this i don't like that so much too i mean i, I guess it's completely fair game but yeah uh, it's kind of not nice well but think about I it this know. think about but it i guess they're doing the same thing you're right i uh, think kimberly's making a fair point yeah well think she about is. it think about it this way this is the analogy that i use when you're going to go make money so if amazon's looking or costco's looking at all these different things where they can do it themselves and drive the price down we can actually do the same with our income stream because how many times have you found yourself working on a task where the actual return on investment is pretty low amazon gets to look at everything we get to look at everything if we have a budget and we can look at where's our return on our money right so if amazon's looking at every single thing in the in their wheelhouse which one are we going to go after we're going to go after the one that actually makes the most sense to us i see so many people that are doing you know and if you listen to any call-in shows uh financial shows or see these shows about people in their business people whose businesses run poorly or people whose budgets run poorly often it's because they're focused on the wrong stuff like by having that spreadsheet we talked about tiller earlier having the that spreadsheet can help you make the right decisions about your money. Yeah. And, and just knowing what's going on and where things are absolutely true. Yeah. Good stuff. That's the, uh, I think that's a good place to leave this one, Bobby. In just a moment, Bobby and I are going to have our big takeaway from this lesson. And while we let you think about what your big takeaway is, and by the way, if you're live, go ahead and share those with us if you'd like. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about our sponsor here, M1 Finance. They're the one finance account that does it all. What I like about M1 Finance, by the way, I use M1 Finance for both my IRA and uh, Cheryl uses it for uh, her IRA. Both of us use that because of the way it works. When you invest money, you invest automatically for free in either a custom stock or exchange-traded fund portfolio, and you're not buying individual shares, you are actually buying a pie of investments. You can think about your investments holistically, which is something as a former financial planner, I like. By the way, don't be worried if you're like, I don't know what to invest in. M1 Finance has pre-designed portfolios you can also plug into that use something called modern portfolio theory, which is without getting too far in the weeds, very analytical ways of having your money managed like it's professionally managed uh, uh, there that you can tap into or make your own. So you invest for free. And then 
as your investments change over time, some perform, some don't, you hit a button and you can rebalance your pie. Not only can you have one, let's say you want part of your money for long-term and part of it for short-term, you can even create separate pies within the same account. M1 Finance, I really like as a former financial planner because it's so flexible, all the different things you can do there. If you want to check it out, head to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash M the number one finance stackingbenjamins.com forward slash M one finance. And by the way, if you use our link that keeps us podcasting because the way that M one finance pays us is if you use our link and you decide it's for you, then they send us a little thank you for sending, uh, sending you their way. So thanks to everybody who's used our link. All right. That's it about M one finance. Let's talk about takeaways. Do you want to go first or last? I will go first this time. Deal. Because I feel like you're going to have something really profound to finish <laughs> us off. I don't know about that. You always have brilliant takeaways, Joe. For me, I just, be beyond um, my general thoughts about Costco and what they're doing, I think that it's important that we take this to heart and learn from these business cases because it's not just about you. You have to make decisions that take into account what other people are doing, what's going on in the world around you. And it's important to pay attention to those external factors so you can figure out what works internally for your specific goals and your specific uh, roadmap in order to reach those goals and have financial freedom. Awesome. Fantastic. I'm going to piggyback a little bit on that just by my takeaway is that this piece is something that I learned early on to use to improve my own financial situation. So I'm not even going to talk about the the piece as in what's Costco doing. My big takeaway is how I actually use this when I pick this piece, because you can do this all the time in your life. If you see somebody or something, some brand doing something that you respect, act, ask yourself why and how. Because it's usually not by mistake. These brands have thought long and hard, and they've paid people a lot of money to think long and hard on their behalf. You can glean so much money from them. And I'll give you an example. I've heard of firms that would follow McDonald's. They, would, they wouldn't even look at what land prices were. They would look at where's McDonald's spending money next. You know why? Because they knew McDonald's was spending a lot of money on where they were putting their places. And if McDonald's had spent the money to find out that this was an up-and-coming area, they certainly wanted to do something similar. So instead of spending a bunch of money themselves, why wouldn't they just do what McDonald's did? I learned early on in my career that re- redeveloping the wheel over and over for everything doesn't make a lot of sense. So taking a look at this article about how Costco uses Kirkland is a lot like saying, how does Microsoft use what they've done? Or how does uh, does uh, Google take what they've done? Amazon, as Kimberly said today, what are they doing? Using these businesses and taking them and making them personal and saying, how do I do a better job with my career and my money? A great way, great way to find shortcuts. Well said, as always. Well, thank you very much. Likewise, back at you. Thanks to everybody for hanging out with us. We, we, we don't, you were saying earlier, we don't have like a, like a set send off yet. Yeah, we're working on it. Send in your ideas. DM us on the socials on both Twitter and Instagram. We are at money Please. friends pod, money friends pod. And uh, stay close to the Instagram stories because we're doing more and more previews of the stories that we'll be covering on here. So if you can't join us on Facebook live, which is ideal, you can at least give us your opinion ahead of time on the Insta stories. Uh, we do lots of polls and lots of questions and everyone's having a lot of fun with that. 
Thanks to everybody for hanging out with us today, whether you're watching this live, watching it later on YouTube, or hanging out with us on the audio version of the podcast. That's going to do it for today. We'll see you next time back here at Money with Friends. Bye, everyone. This show is created and hosted by Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebell and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Our engineer is Caden Thompson. And for a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with a real episode of Money with Friends.